0: up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest around the NBA with Trey. With me, as always, is uh, our intrepid co-host on this journey it is my friend and future
1: coder, Trey Mitchell. Hello, sir. Oh my gosh! I tell you, I was <laughs> trying to learn how to code for the last hour today, and now I'm a future coder. Uh, no, I'm 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 doing good. Thanks for having me on. This is an exciting uh, podcast adventure. I, um, I
0: have to have you on. It's around the NBA with Trey. I don't know anyone. else. You could get Trey, Trey Young.
1: <laughs> you could get Trey Young or someone. Trey Songs, I guess. Someone who spells their name. <laughs> T. You know, it's 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 interesting. My name is spelled T R E Y. Trey Young is T R A E, and it, those are almost different names to me. You know, it's like when someone spells their name differently than you, it's almost a different name. Uh, like if someone spells their name Jeff with a G. Yeah, I feel like that's a different name than J E F F.
0: Yeah, it's not Jeff that those people are not ski this geoff. Yeah, geoff. It's exactly geoff. what that is. <laughs> and uh, that's the way I've always done it, uh, have felt about it since I was a kid, because there was kids in my class named with the G E O F F uh, spelling. And I'm like, you're not even, what are you, you're not even Jeff. I mean, go away. I
1: like, I like T R E Y when I was younger, I thought T R E with like a dash over it would be cool. But now I'm like, <laughs> eh, no, I don't think so. No. Um, and then T R A E that's just wrong. That's just, No, no, no! It's not right.
0: Anything with an accent over it means you're going to immediately get bullied. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that is that is what that means. It's like invitation for you to be bullied. Um, So, are you saying
1: Jokic gets bullied for his last name? Well,
0: uh, how else do you explain him the lack of foul calls when he plays? Yeah. It's it's Scott a, Foster's
1: bullying him. Right. About his last name.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, speaking of the basketball, this is around the NBA with Trey. So we just had the NBA in season tournament and, uh, I'm going to get to the, the overall reception because I have tweaks that I want to make. And I'm going to talk to you about that. I'm kind of, I'm surprising Trey with this. We did not talk about this beforehand. Um, but just your you know overall thoughts of the the actual tournament part so the Vegas part of it not the, the 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 games played in season which i think is always going to be subject to change but the actual tournament part of it in Vegas what was your uh,
1: thoughts of how that how they did that and how that went down with you so Las Vegas is all you know everyone knows how close it is to LA so i think when the NBA set this up it was okay, well, if anything, if the Lakers get in, they're going to have a lot of fans there. And I know last night's game was sold out. Um, so that really helped the Lakers watching the game. It felt like definitely felt like a Lakers home game. Um, I know they're such a popular team that you can say that for a lot of arenas. I know being a Nuggets fan, yeah. uh, it, it almost still feels like a Lakers arena in Denver, not, not as much anymore, but, um, I went to Kobe's last game in Denver and I remember everyone, everyone was a Lakers fan that day. It was great. I, I, I bought you even wore a Jersey, but um, a Kobe's Jersey. And I mocked you from the yeah. avalanche press box. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that. I got there <laughs> super late, Um, but I liked it. I think the, the courts, I grew to not dislike them as much. Um, Some of the courts, honestly, the nuggets court, I dislike the most. I think something about the colors um, don't work for me. The Pacers courts were mostly nice. But in, in Vegas, uh, it, it was okay. It was something of like an elevated summer league, which I think summer league is fun, so I enjoyed it. But um, I, I do think this event was tailor-made for the Lakers to sort of get into this position so that people would go to this event because if no one goes, it's pretty pretty rough. I know they dimmed the lights in the arena. Um, I just want to disclose that I, if the Pacers won last night, I was going to win $700 off of a free bet from um, ESPN Bet I placed like a month ago. So I was pretty devastated. I'm still pretty devastated. Um, <laughs> that was tough. That was really tough. I I hate the Lakers, and I hate the Lakers even more after last night, uh, having their fans celebrate like it was a title was really funny. But uh, overall, I think it was good. I, I know the NBA wants to have a team in Vegas. Um, I think that would be a cool thing. So having the seeds sort of planted here, I liked it. Uh, I, I think I would change the quarterfinals to be removed from Vegas and only have the championship game in Vegas, um, because I don't think those games had the energy. Uh, Pacers Bucks being played at um, 5 p.m. Eastern. Well, I personally loved that. I think that was kind of weird uh, that it was being played at that time. But overall, I, I think it. it was was cool. I watched I, it. I, 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 this is <laughs> but the no one in pacific yeah. time watched it at one o'clock no or whatever I mean, oh no o'clock. it
0: was it was like three it was 3 p.m eastern
1: they played it was
0: i think it was four no no, no. It, no, no. it was it was, it was
1: five it was no, no it was five p.m eastern because it was four o'clock central where, where i am so, it was, so three, that means it was three mountain and 2 yes. p.m
0: uh pacific and and th- that is such a especially what was it friday what
1: a weird time i i personally loved it it, remind, it reminded or me thursday. of the it was thursday yeah it reminded me of the bubble which is if you gave me a time machine, I'd go back to the bubble. <laughs> just just basketball and the NBA basketball at 1 p.m. is just beautiful. I no normally you only get that on Sundays in April, but the bubble, uh, my beloved.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting because we the, the whole thing in Vegas started out with the Pacers and the uh and the the Bucks and the Bucks to me, maybe I'm wrong with this interpretation, but it looked like the Bucks didn't want to be there and they kind of just played like it they just um they just kind of mailed it in i you know the place the Pacers played great to their credit and they were always destined in my mind that they're this is the team tailor-made for the in-season tournament i mean basically this is this is the type of team that is always going to do well in that in-season tournament but the bucks to me even with damian lillard's kind of the money kind of kind of talk this is like the they they were there, but they weren't there. I guess is the best way to put it. And they kind of played like it. And um, the that that kind of approach, I, I think, undermines what the thing is about. But at the same time, we can celebrate what the Pacers did. So I'm kind of an I'm I'm like I like caught in between. So it's like I want to uh, acknowledge and celebrate what the Pacers did while acknowledging that the Bucks mailed it in. The
1: Bucks are a team that has higher aspirations than the Pacers. So I think to them, it was just sort of a regular season thing. Um, I don't know about you. I personally have not liked watching them whatsoever. I think they have been really discombobulated and, um, just something isn't right there. I think Malik Beasley has been playing really well for them. He's kind of been someone that I've seen. Oh, you know, nice. He's, he's hitting hitting a lot of threes, but the Dame and Giannis fit, um, not really much to their own fault. It's more, I, I do feel like it's coaching with them um, just isn't being utilized enough. I, I don't really buy them right now. I know they're third in the East. They're 15 and seven. That's a pretty good record, but we're talking about the postseason here, not the regular season. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were the one seed last year and lost to a heat team who got to the finals, but um, where are you sort of with, with the bucks in terms of the hierarchy of the East?
0: It's interesting because sometimes the Sixers look great and sometimes they look terrible, and they have gone through very easy. St- their schedule is going to be much harder. The like as of I think January, midway through December or January, it's going to get a lot harder uh, than it has been. Right now, they're going through a ridiculously easy stretch of basketball, which uh, Joel and Embiid will, I'm sure, i um, of course, play every single game of that. Um, but the the Sixers, I, I can't get a good beat on. And I think my perception of the Bucks kind of uh, is with the same thing with the with the uh the Sixers. It, it, I see the talent. I know the talent is there. I think the fact that they have Brooke Lopez there with Damian Lillard hurts. I don't think defensively that works. Um you need a different kind of defender with uh
1: Damian Lillard because he's so poor at that. defense. Do you need a center who's maybe not playing drop coverage and can get higher, you know, can play the pick and roll better? What do you mean in terms, because Brook Lopez has been a really good defender. He's been a good defender yeah. this year. But do you mean, what do you, like, what's the archetype of center that you would you want need to a, play with? Aim?
0: You need a center who's able to make up for Damian Lillard's lack of defense. So, so not Yusuf Nurkic. No. so so someone if you know like they'll play drop and it's pretty standard defense that's what they did with budenholzer they played drop um, but they had uh, drew holiday who could harass guards on penetration and there was this almost like a double line of defense right there that's the type of defense you could play with that if you have a, a bad perimeter defense and they do um, the bucks, they, you need a, a, a center or at least very, at least, a, uh, uh, a multiple, you know, two guys who are going to be able to do a lot of switching. They got Giannis who's great defensively. If it was switched and Giannis was playing center, I think it would be better for them to be honest with you. I really do it, with this configuration because Giannis can cover multiple he can cover a lot more ground and he can cover multiple positions. Brooke is very, Brooke Lopez is very stationary. He has to do, he's more of a traditional center in that way, even though he shoots three. So I think they would need a guy who is able to be able to athletically get out to the perimeter better than Brooke Lopez
1: can. I don't disagree with that. Those guys are just very hard to find. It's right. like, okay, Brooke Lopez for Victor Wembanyama. who says no? I yeah. think our friend Pre- Preston Moore says no. He would, he um, would say. Yeah, he'd say, yeah. He'd say, Weminyama over Chet for rookie of the year. But uh, no, I, I, I think that's fair. I do, Giannis at the center would be pretty interesting to me because then you could just surround um, them with some shooters, which is entertaining to me, to say the least. But uh, mm-hmm. to me in the East, I'm not sure where you are wanting to go with the East conversation right now, but... Um, to me, Boston's been the best team. I really liked what I've seen from them. I know Tingis is hurt right now, uh, which is a very common phrase we're probably going to say for the, the rest of his career. Um, but they've impressed me. Orlando's impressed me, for sure. I'm still pretty high on Philly. Um, and then Indiana has a ceiling that is – they can win any game, essentially, and then they could also lose any game if they don't make 15 threes. Um, and then who else is there? My, Miami has impressed me, too.
0: I mean, there's a reason they hung on to Jaime Hawkins, I guess. Um, that, that, that guy <laughs> rocks. That <laughs> that dude's awesome. Uh, they the the Heat. An interesting thing to me is that I think the Heat will the the Heat will be the one who interjects themselves between the Bucs and the uh, the Sixers, depending on what order it is. Because I to me the Bucs and the Sixers are right on the same level. Boston clearly, clearly is the class of the East, clearly. Uh, buck's
1: ceiling i think is higher than philly i just sort of i think i I like nick nurse more than adrian griffin so far right. um i think maxi and Embiid are super dynamic together and i kind of like that, that team has just surrounded them with other pieces that fit better you know you they have a lot of wings now they traded harden for but uh batum and covington i know those guys are long in the tooth but um experience and Culture helps with them. I know Covington right. was there when the process started, so <laughs> kind of cool that he's there now. um yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, that's,
0: that's I, I see what you're saying. Uh, the The Bucks, or the the Sixers, to me, also have some weird losses
1: that don't make sense. They barely beat the uh Wizards recently. I was watching that game; that was tough. Yeah,
0: yes, the, 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 the they will. They their concentration level of concentration and effort is is 100 correlating with Embiid's amount of attention and effort so you're they're going to go exactly how he goes and that's why i'm kind of like i'm they're both the tier below uh uh the the, the celtics who are to me even though they they didn't make it through the uh in season tournament um when they are complete when they're completely healthy which is always the caveat but when they're completely healthy i just i don't see anyone in the east beating them they are too multi-talented and and uh my, the thing that frustrates me with the celtics though is their offense is atrocious i hate watching them play offense it's the I your turn my turn thing that yeah. bugs
1: the shit out of me and i think that's also kind of why they haven't won a championship yet i guess like if you're a celtics fan you've experienced a lot of winning in the last seven years with brown and, and with tatum Um, but even in that game against the Pacers in the in-season tournament, where it's like a little bit between a playoff series and a regular season game, you have like a higher intensity than a regular season game, but it's not as I'd say chippy as a playoff game. You see the cracks a little bit in terms of Jalen Brown's decision-making. He kind of, the ball can kind of stick with him. If they run a pick and roll, the favorite thing of that team to do is have a Jason Tatum isolation shot, which, um, okay, (laughs) you know, it'll, it'll work because he's a really good scorer, but I don't know if that's the offense you want to run, but I, yeah, they're really good. I don't want people to think that they're not really good. I just, I'm sort of seeing against the Pacers in crunch time. I sort of saw what I've seen for a long time with them. Uh, Maybe it's Joe Missoula. Maybe it's, I, I, I don't know what, what else we've only been, we've only played what, 21, they've only played 21 games so far, so, and mm-hmm. Porzingis has been out for, like, 10, Um and their ceiling is super high, but they're definitely the best in the East. Um I just, I do wonder if Jalen Brown, how long, if after this season, um if things don't go as well, what happens with him, because that, I don't know, you want to have long wings who can play defense, but I've just been pretty underwhelmed with him this season. Very, very uh, overwhelmed with Derek White and Drew Holiday, but Mm -hmm. John Brown, I just not a huge believer in him. Um, But well, it's hard.
0: (laughs) You can't have someone who dribbles that much not knowing how to go to his left, and it's just. I was talking to our friend uh, and Boston Celtics fan uh, Joe. And I said, like, he is so fundamentally flawed. He makes a lot of money for someone who is, who is that flawed. And that, that, I, that is the one thing I can't get behind with the Celtics is like, you got someone who everyone knows you got to attack his left. You, you just, everyone knows it. As soon as he goes through his left hand, you got to get, I mean, you're going to get a turnover. And he also has a uh, has this, he. he a lock, lack of offensive awareness
1: sometimes, you know, Tatum is who he is. He takes some terrible shots yeah. when they lost to the Hornets. When my son, Lamella ball beat them <laughs> uh, soon to be coming off soon, soon to be coming back from his injury. Hopefully my, my fantasy team, we need you Lamella. We need you. Um, he was terrible at the, at the end of that game. He took some absolutely atrocious shots. So yeah, I'm with you there. There are, there are some teams in the East that I just don't like the Cleveland Cavaliers. I have no idea. If this is a good they're okay, they're a good team, but when I watch them, they win a really good game and then they lose a really bad game. I have no idea what's going on with them. I, I'm not a huge Garland and Mitchell backcourt believer. Um same kind of with the Hawks. Like I they win some good games, they lose some bad ones. I don't really know what to think. Well, look at the um
0: if you're looking at the the uh the Cavs. Are isn't aren't they looking like the 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 jazz I what we did with Jonathan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, I think is it the problems kind of coalesce around him because he I don't know what he provides if he's not scoring. He's very much a I, I I'm not gonna call him a chucker, but he is a he is a high volume offensive player. And high volume offensive players like that tend to not have the greatest all-around impact on a team. What they were doing last year was in combination with Garland and Mobley, uh, who was having a great year. Mobley is not having a tremendous year right now. And they, they, as a team, they don't make a lot of sense. You you, have one guy who is a center who you can't, who provides almost nothing offensively uh, and Jared Allen. And then you got Mobley who refuses to take threes. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got, I mean, just, there's layer upon layer of this. They they got Max Struess, and who was the other guy they bought, got in? Um, from, Niang. yeah, yeah. Niang. And I like them, but both, yeah, but they're not helping. Guys. They're not helping. And that's, that's the problem. I look at the, 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 the calves and I go, like, what's, what's the, what's the rhyme or reason here? What, what I, it's just a bunch of parts. And of course, I don't think they have a great coach. I don't think, uh, um, Bigger staff is is that is that good of a coach? So they got a lot of issues, and I think inevitably Donovan Mitchell will will be gone.
1: That's just my my theory. You know, in that infamous KOC uh, on or off the record interview with Calvin Booth, whether he was aware of it or not, um, mm-hmm. Calvin Booth talked about uh, positional positional overlap. Yeah, and I think like, the Cavs are a great example of maybe. i i I buy mobley and allen more than i buy um garland and and mitchell just because i think garland and mitchell's defensive ceiling is so low that if mobley makes some more threes i think that that can work it's working right now in minnesota with gobert and towns Mm -hmm. to a very high extent very successful way um i like donovan mitchell more as a point guard probably than a shooting guard at least with garland there because i don't think garland is a great defender he's an okay defender um Kind of a short backcourt too, but uh, yeah, I don't know what that team's doing long term. I worry that maybe Donovan Mitchell, um, it's not a secret that he probably won't sign there. Uh, I've long thought maybe him for a Jalen Brown swap makes some sense, but that's a mm-hmm. uh, way too far in the future.
0: Yeah. Well, that'd be interesting. Um, you were a fan of Sex Land, though, weren't you? When Colin
1: Sexton? I mean, was I, I wanted a shirt. I wanted the the sh- the shirt. <laughs> I don't know how much of a fan I was of the um, actual product on the court but just the idea uh you know one of the best things the nba has ever done
0: yes um and the and the hawks the hawks are i mean they're well coached because um quinn snyder's there but they're also talent deficient and they've got they're relying heavily on uh, trey young and you get what you get with trey young I, 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 he's one of those guys that i i his i just think you see what you see is what you get he's not going to change and he's not going to be suddenly bigger either. And he's not going to suddenly be a better defender. And, you know, he's also going to be an inconsistent shooter. So if you're relying that heavily on him, you're going to get what you get. Sometimes he hits shots. Sometimes he doesn't. That's, that's kind of a lot of the story of these Eastern Conference teams, you know, like the Knicks. The Knicks really rise and fall with uh, Randall and um, Jalen Brunson being able to hit shots. So uh, I think I, I watched their last game against the uh, the Celtics, and uh, that was Porzingis' first game back after his injury, and it was a competitive match because uh, Randall was hitting shots. I mean, do you really? I, I, that's one of those things you you, you are swinging by very in, inconsistent. It's like for if, if old old heads who are listening to this, it's like a team full of Vashawn Leonards. You know that? Imagine a team that streaky. That's, that's what I think of when I think of the Knicks. Although the Knicks do play defense, which is is a leg they have up on the Hawks.
1: Yeah, uh, the Knicks are fun. The Knicks, uh, to start the year, I thought Jalen Brunson was kind of slow, but he's gotten a lot better. His threes are, uh, he's hitting a very high percentage of threes now. I wanted to go back to the Hawks. Um, so they obviously made that trade for DeJounte Murray. How many more first-round picks do you think they owe the Spurs? So there were four picks involved in that deal. How many do you think they still owe them? The Spurs. Oh, man. Is it all four? It's three. The the very first pick was a 2023 first from Charlotte, or actually via Charlotte from New York. I guess that's the Knicks pick this past year. So the Hawks still owe... The Spurs that they're on 2025 first, a pick swap in 2026, I presume, is a first round pick swap, and then a 2027 uh, first round pick. So that trade, Jeez. um, I just I, I just don't know if that was the one to move all your chips in for. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's meanwhile, tough. the Spurs have lost 16 in a row, but the, sp- I- the Spurs and the Pistons, man, once those two, te- those two teams play as an unstoppable f- or a stoppable force meets a very movable object, it's my favorite. <laughs> new phrase as my friend pat would say a
0: black hole of suck um <laughs> i i that's interesting you know it's interesting on the picks there because you know when you have that situation with the picks it makes a team almost desperate to be mediocre and you never want to be in a situation where you are having to win to prevent a team from getting a good draft pick you know because you you as they always say in the nba you got to make a choice up or down and uh, the 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 Hawks are kind of stuck in this Dejounte Murray, Trey Young thing that they're doing that I don't necessarily think will work. But at the same it's time, fine. they've had some good it's wins. Very
1: fine. They've they're had some a good fine wins basketball year. team. Yeah. They're not gonna. I'm not gonna say they're not gonna do anything in the playoffs because they very much could i could see them w- winning around or even two possibly um but i i I'm, it's funny in, in nba 2k uh i do something called my what is it my gm or no B- basically what it is is you you are the gm of a team and you simulate the season you make moves and whatever and the hawks win the championship every freaking year in 2k the 2k absolutely believes in the hawks it's 2k or it's uh, the hawks and the thunder every year no matter basically what you do and uh the reality is i just i just don't see them winning every year like like uh ronnie 2k believes that they will mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they're they're not the bulls but they're pretty much um if, if they don't do something this year i think it's sort of a well shit <laughs> we have no draft capital for the next three years we have Right. two players that we could probably get a lot back for. uh, You know, I don't know. I don't like predicting player trades because I, I, I like to just have guys stay where they are. Cause mm-hmm. a lot goes into the marketing and everything of a player in their city, like here, mm-hmm. even with, I, I live in Chicago and I know Zach Levine has been, I don't know if rumors, but everyone wants them gone. N- no team wants them, including the bulls, but I see, you know, at the trade stop, Zach Levine stuff. I'm like, wow. This, if a guy gets traded, you got to really remove a lot of advertising in a the city. I seem Except to play for better Denver. without him. Denver doesn't have a lot of Nuggets and stuff. No.
0: Bulls seem to play better without him, though.
1: I go to that game on Tuesday, Nuggets Bulls. I just realized it's on a back-to-back with travel for Denver. Oh, so... so I'm, I'm, I was like, oh no, and they're coming so from I'm... Atlanta.
0: They're coming from Atlanta. Yeah. For...
1: Yeah. So I am a little worried that as long as Jokic plays. Uh, I'll be, I'll be fine. Cause I, we paid like 180 bucks per ticket probably. So I'm hoping that the guys play, um, uh, maybe we'll get a Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan, LA Clipper, re, uh, Renaissance game again. But, uh, I'm a little bit worried about that. I checked that today and I was like, Oh no, why does the NBA schedule is the four Chicago, games this week? Is the, Chicago, and it's a
0: best- is the Chicago nightlife undefeated like
1: LA? It's cold. It's getting cold now. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do on a Monday night. Actually, they they couldn't even do the Chicago nightlife. That's true. In Atlanta. That's true they, Atlanta. If anything, it's the Atlanta nightlife and then the early flight. They always lose in Atlanta. Maybe they should. They should Oh, just... yeah. They always lose. <laughs> maybe they should
0: just. And this is like multiple eras of the Nuggets. They always lose in Atlanta. Uh, maybe they should just take you know not play the starters against Atlanta and then play them against the Bulls maybe that's, that's the, way, the best way to do it that's fine with me as a selfish fan <laughs> Um, so that's a, that's a good conversation about the East I, I, I think next
1: week or next time we you even this... mentioned the Magic the Magic oh rock. the Magic
0: now the, the Magic are interesting because my they... Orlando
1: Magic I have a Mo Bamba shirt jersey in the closet <laughs> right behind
0: me that's right you, you do you do love the uh, Magic even though you're no longer in that area
1: so you yeah. I can watch you're... the games now. They're not, they're not blacked out. I love living in Chicago cuz the Bulls <laughs> games are blacked out. There's one team that I would be happy to not watch in the NBA. It's the, actually probably the Pistons. But then it's the Chicago Bulls.
0: Well, aren't you god like them. Aren't you like 90 minutes away from Milwaukee, right? So do you mm-hmm. get to watch them? Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. Oh my god. Well, Which is funny because, in in the call and with, with the Nuggets, you could live in Montana and not be able to watch them. I was gonna
0: say, because uh, Brian Windhorst he lives in Omaha, Nebraska, and he always says that he can't watch Nuggets games because they're blacked Dude, out. I right. think of
1: the Brian Windhorst 2017 tweet, he's like, I'm in Rome, it's 2 30 a.m., my wife is considering divorce. I think about that tweet once a day, it's <laughs> so
0: some so good, banger tweet, as the kids would say. Um. Okay, but uh, we're going to actually continue this on the second half of the podcast, uh, so uh, stick with us. But uh, first, I need to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th Blake and Blake & Moisey in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coorsfield, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwcolorado.com. They're celebrating their fifth anniversary. I cannot believe they've been around for five years now. Uh, I discovered them in 2019, had some, uh, had some good vino there. Uh, in fact, uh, my guest, Trey, also had... Uh, some Vino from uh, Blanchard Family Wines. And uh, I don't know why I'm saying Vino. I'm not Italian. Um, so they got some great reds, they got some great whites, but that's uh, all local Colorado. Um, uh, they, they produce their wines in Sonoma County, California, but they have partnerships with uh, wineries in Colorado. Uh, so, you want to check that out. It's a, the Dairy Block's a great location. Uh, they've got a location in Fort Collins and a private tasting room in Golden, as well as their original location in Sonoma County, California. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazie in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the Dairy Block. They're always online at bfwcolorado.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you. And we're back. Um, So Trey, you need to hear about my thoughts on the uh, tweaks they should make to the in-season tournament. As someone who is a skeptic, I should say of the in-season tournament, I still think it's a gimmick, and it is a gimmick. But um, people like, but NBA fans, actual fans, liked it. I don't know how much the casuals were liking it because the ratings were just basically like a high rated regular season matchup. And it was interesting to me that looking at the ratings and seeing how it was consumed, and I'm wondering, and I want you to respond to this. I'm wondering if the NBA couldn't have benefited from putting it during the all-star break, making it an all-star break thing and replacing it with replacing the in-season tournament games with the all-star break. I know it, you would have to expand out the, the break. You would have to make it uh, a little longer, but they did that for December. So do you think that the NBA probably would have benefited even more with it being clear of football, being clear of all the other uh, distractions to amplify ratings uh, for the, the, the general tournament?
1: Well, unlike Nick Fidel, I don't really care about the ratings. Um, I hope anyone understood that reference. Yes, I um, but I don't know. The All-Star game is terrible. I remember used when I was in high school, All-Star game was amazing. I loved it. I probably loved the first night the most in terms of the Rising Stars Challenge, 3-point competition, or actually 3-point three, three, was Saturday, I think. Rising Stars was Friday and mm-hmm. skill stuff. It was awesome. It was great. Uh I have fond memories of Kobe and LeBron going back what and forth uh and and you know, I sound like an old person, but it used to be better. It sucks now. My girlfriend sometimes wants to watch it. I'm like, "Why? Why even?" Are we going to get Derek Jones Jr. again in the freaking dunk contest? Like, come on. Um, Those are the, you know, those that time is some of the the dog days of the NBA. I I personally have been really happy though with it in November, early December. Uh, This year, I remember kind of being nervous about when the NBA season started that I wouldn't be into it because of just the toll of the Nuggets championship. Not because they lost or anything, just the emotional up and downs of a long playoff run. I was pretty burnt out. I thought, uh, very not. So I have been watching more basketball than I've ever watched. I watched basketball almost every night. Um, hashtag crunch time. If people know my Twitter, uh, love, love me some, some crunch time, but, uh, I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't change it to then, but I also think we should just abandon the all-star game. Uh, just leave it in the last decade, last century. And it's terrible. So. Uh, if anything, with the um, in-season tournament, I would eliminate the point, di- point differential stuff. I think it's pretty shitty that the Magic didn't get in, even though they went, I think they went undefeated because Boston got in over them because Boston played the Bulls mm-hmm. and Boston beat the Bulls by 900 points to the point where Billy Donovan threw a tantrum. So I don't think that's cool, but it's the first year, so it's whatever. Uh, they, they they will keep, continue to treat. Um, tweaking this,
0: um like it, it's not, and this is something that I narrowed in on. It it wasn't for me, and by that I mean most of the people I talked to who are older didn't like. It was like, what's the point? And that's it was generally, generally the consensus that I heard from the people I talked to who are my age and older, um, or maybe even a little younger. And this really is for, which is your average NBA fan. People your age and people younger, and um, I think I think that part is where it's successful. And there has to be a way, in my view, there has to be a way to better capitalize on that. The right now, it's kind of clunky, and it's very much the first year kind of thing. There's there's tweaks that they can make. I think the point differential thing. You're right. It just. I it shouldn't have to come down to how much you beat. I mean, that's like the old bowl system where they used to, they judge based on how much you beat a, an opponent. And, you know, like did you, you had a common opponent and did they would like, if, did you beat them by 50, you know, it, 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 that sort of thing is like, it doesn't take into account injuries and all that stuff. It's just, I think they can tweak it to make it less like that. And more like this one was, and you were right. And this is something conspiracy, Jeff, I think the
1: Lakers were always going to win this. Do you know who was in their uh, grouping off the top of your... It was like... They had a really easy group. It it was was terrible. It was like the Blazers and just... a. I I think the only team was maybe Phoenix, I think, was the best team in their bracket. And everything, everyone else is terrible, which, you know, whatever. This is an entertainment. The Lakers are the biggest team in the NBA. I get it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It was guaranteed. It was almost guaranteed. They still had to win, win the games,
1: you know. They did, the L- but I mean Lakers did.
0: The Lakers are competent enough to win games against bad opponents. I mean, I mean, this is not this is it's still got LeBron and LeBron showed out against LeBron tried.
1: Yes. Very much. Anthony in, in Davis all the games, was yes. incredible.
0: Anthony I, Davis, like as good as LeBron was, he, he won the MVP. What what Anthony Davis that's did, his marketing. He, yeah. What Anthony Davis did in that game last night, as of this recording, in the championship championship game uh, to to win the tournament, to, uh, was phenomenal. He was a singular force. Now it helps that the Indiana Pacers are tiny. And... Even Miles Turner got
1: two fouls in two minutes. I'm like, as yeah. I, I, as I said at the beginning of the show, I had a lot financially riding on this game. Uh, I didn't bet a lot of money. I do a free bet, but I I could have won a lot of money, and I I. You know, Bruce Brown gets two fouls and then D'Angelo Russell, God help his soul, like looks at Bruce Brown and goes, Two. It's like, dude, did you do you, do you not remember May? Do you not do you not remember what happened to you? You on the the memes of you as a cone, as a traffic cone. But that's, that's probably yeah, why he says was, two, actually. <laughs> oh my that's god. Funny. But there's not there is not a player in the NBA that I think is a bigger loser than D'Angelo Russell, <laughs> personally. Yeah, I think he's a mid as the kids would say a player. He's very He's good. a mid or he's mid. He's mid. Okay. He's, he's, he's a mid player. A mid it would be like a midfielder in soccer, so Oh god. I can't I can't get down with these these slang things. Um mm-hmm.
0: I I think that I, I you know, look. It was it was almost preordained that the Lakers are going to win this. And it's so whatever. I don't I, I it, it doesn't bog, b- bother me. But if you're going to do it in the future, you're going to have to make it to where the competitiveness comes from all, all the way through. And it's hard to guarantee that sort of thing because you're playing regular season games and tournament ta- games at the same time. So honestly, it, it it I think it would be better if they streamlined absolutely everything, cut out the, the bullshit, and, and just made it a specific time of year Maybe rather than... St- and interspersing everything just make several games tournament games at the same time make take two weeks and play it and have them if you want to have them count as regular season games do it but uh don't make it to where it's like play a tournament game play a bunch of regular season games play a tournament game play a bunch of regular season games and i think that would probably even more interest into it, make it an actual event, make it a, a, make it a tournament, maybe like a week long. Cause this was only two days, you know, they were only in Vegas for two days, make it a week long thing, just devote that whole time to it and just make it a special event.
1: Um, whenever you decide to have it in the future. I think when the NBA inevitably, inevitably expands to 32 teams, you have the opportunity for sort of a March Madness style thing with this, which I think is really fun. Um, I'm really into that idea, you know, with 30 teams, just mathematically, it's a little bit more difficult than 32 because 32 you can go 32 We're round one, 16 round two, eight round three, four, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever we're doing. Cause, um, I'm not a college basketball fan myself. Uh, I have, I struggle with the product of it in terms of, quality basketball i know that the passion is there and um because i'm a big college football fan i definitely understand college sports like why people like them um Mm -hmm. but for for everything people say about college basketball the biggest college basketball fans i think the regular season is almost nothing in college basketball because of march madness people like the tournament so Mm -hmm. you can kind of have both in the nba here where you have this mini tournament at the beginning of the season. Um, And then you also have the playoffs, which is your more traditional. Don't mess with those kind of things. Um, Because I do kind of like the idea of having a March Madness style thing in the NBA, but I don't know if I want it uh, East West in the playoffs. Like, I don't think I want the playoffs to go one through 16 seeds. Um, Just I don't know i don't know if i'm a traditionalist tra- traditionalist when it comes to that but i would like that in terms of this tournament and i hopefully in a few years we we do get that um i don't know the logistics of it all i don't know if you like have it all in vegas but uh yeah i i honestly i kind of wanted to go to these games this year i couldn't i just wasn't able to but i was like oh go into vegas watch the in-season tournament that'd be kind of fun It'd be a fun uh, if it was like, if it on a Saturday, like a fun weekend. Well, de- December's a good time to go to Vegas too.
0: Not too hot. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, you know, look, they got the location right. I, I think the arena sucks, um, but they it's an old arena. But what did you think of the blueish tinge to the lighting of the stands of uh, of in the background? You know they have, they did the
1: theater lighting thing. What did you think about that? Uh, I didn't really care, personally. Um, I think they were worried that the, they wouldn't get a good turnout in terms of the crowd showing up, the number of people going, and maybe they did that to hide if the upper bowl was not full. Um, although reportedly, last night's game was sold out, which is good for the NBA. Yeah. But like that Pacers uh, Bucks game, that I, I, no one, no one went to that game. No, so it's pro- probably for that. Um, but the courts, I, I honestly grew to. I don't know if I like the courts. I like that you could tell. I like that you could tell that something different was happening when the courts were on. And that was the biggest thing with why those existed, right? It's like you were at a bar, um, you know, happy hour, or whatever, and you see basketballs on and you're like, oh, what are those courts? And it works. It, it gets people to their their ears to perk up their eyes to see something's different about this. And that's, that's the whole point. Uh, I don't think, I don't think the tournament was the, best thing in the world that the networks are trying to make it out to be, but I personally really enjoyed it. I had a reason to watch more basketball, I'd say in the month of November that I normally do. You just, you get a really bad product. And even if the quality of play was 10% better, that 10% matters to me. I, I enjoyed the game. It's more the Pacers really fun to watch. I watched every Pacers in season tournament game. I think uh, them beating Philly was a lot of fun uh, to watch them. Then beating Boston and then Milwaukee, like they beat every powerhouse team and uh, Halliburton who the player he was before that. And now his career trajectory is different because of what happened in this tournament. So mm-hmm. it does a flaws. This is the first year, first year with anything terrible. Um, but I liked it a lot and it, it was fun to me. And even if we only get a small percentage of higher quality basketball, that's worth it to me because there's no downside. I I think,
0: you know, the Pacers remind me of the eighties nuggets, um, the way they're constructed now. Um, and that nuggets team was also really small. And I think, I think I see a lot of those similarities with that. And I also saw some of the weaknesses against the, the, the Lakers. Because
1: the Lakers were had the size and they were able to slow him down, and the Lakers' defense was so good in that game. It was good. The I was just so mad. I was like, you know, Tyrese Halliburton. I think I'd have at six points or something, and I'm sitting there being like, "Come on, man! You played, <laughs> and it wasn't even really his fault. I mean, he hit some really tough shots in this game. It was just the Lakers' size, and it was Lakers' defense versus the Pacers' offense. Who was going to win? And my God, whenever TJ McConnell got into the paint, I am sitting there. It, it's it's like seeing jaws come up slowly from the water to kill someone and the way that anthony davis would just block the hell out of tj mcconnell i was almost it was almost admirable that it kept going into the paint i'm like dude what are you doing um right just nothing went right for indiana the lakers that i think that's like the highest they can play the best that they can play is how they played last night yeah. um and yeah davis was phenomenal he was oh, he the was best so i've seen him since the bubble probably yeah. um He's always has the ability to, to do this, it just, it's just his consistency with him. He will have games like this, and then he'll have games that he's terrible. So, um, yeah, but defensively, he was the best player in the NBA defensively last night. Like, there is no one better than Anthony Davis on defense when he's at his absolute apex. Um, he they struggle,
0: incredible. the Lakers struggle against the Nuggets because the Nuggets they can't outsize the Nuggets, and Davis has a hard time covering jokic and because jokic is so big and can bang um but that's not every team in the league most
1: teams are not built like the nuggets and lakers the lakers also put uh vanderbilt on halliburton and i think it really mess with him uh halliburton's a great player but sometimes i think he is the most like 2020 ish jokic in terms of he wants to do the right play maybe not the play that they need in terms of shooting. He's always right. going to pass. Like he's happy to pass. Yep. But when the Pacers started getting back into that game, he was scoring. But unfortunately that didn't happen until the third quarter. So, yeah, it's tough. Bruce Brown, man, rough game for him. Oh, yeah. Uh I was really I was really really rooting for you, Bruce, but it's okay. You know, when you're when you're away from the magic of
0: Jokic, things look different. That's what yeah. uh, that's what they say. Uh um, But d'angelo R-
1: uh Russell said to him.
0: Yes. <laughs> Too. Yeah. Um so anyway yeah yeah that, that's a, that'll that'll be it for today i didn't want to, don't want to keep you too long there's a nfl football going on right now do you have anything in fantasy that you're keeping track of
1: dude i am checking my fantasy scores right now and it's like it's just terrible um <laughs> i'm playing our friend anilo in the playoffs mm-hmm. and uh it's just not looking too good. although his quarterback Justin Herbert herbert's hurt apparently but like I have um, the Texas quarterback, he was terrible. I, I'm in four leagues. I'm going to cut one league. So next year, I'm in three, and I'm going to lose every game probably this week. So it's terrible. Fantasy football is a terrible thing. I, I hate it. I'm never going to do it again until next August. Um, <laughs> until you do it, again. <laughs> and then, but no man, fantasy basketball. I am seven and zero in fantasy basketball. Really, I am really good. I, I. Yeah, I have made a lot of trades that really tinkered my team. My first two picks were Steph and LeBron. I like a very late pick in the first round. Traded uh-huh. Steph for Trey Young, who has been really good for me. LeBron's been great. I have Atabayo, LaMelo, who's hurt, um, Nick Claxton, Shen Goon, um, Michael Porter Jr., Dame. I got Dame for freaking Kevin Herter and uh, Tobias Harris in a trade that pissed a lot of people off but uh so screw fantasy football embrace fantasy basketball (laughs) um i do fantasy basketball on sleeper for any of those people wondering it's a different format but yeah so fantasy basketball is all i care about Fantasy football does not exist (laughs) that's funny um all right well
0: trey let them know where they can find you and um what uh well i was gonna say you it's it's your just your just give me your twitter
1: yeah my twitter is trey underscore mitchell three um tweeted you know if, if anyone's listening to this they probably already know me but i tweet mainly about basketball and movies at this point um saw the latest miyazaki movie the boy and the heron yesterday very good i need to like digest that more Saw. i'm surprised he did Godzilla movie. Hmm?
0: i'm surprised miyazaki did another movie
1: I thought he He's was retired. Another one after this, too. Oh my God. You, you know, artistic people, they just, they have to keep creative. Creative people just can't just can't stop. That's right. So Godzilla minus one. That was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, May, December was great. Recent movies I've seen. So Godzilla. Yeah, talk... Have you seen Godzilla yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Godzilla was amazing. Uh... I am not like a Godzilla fan or anything, but it's a great movie. <laughs> I, I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I'm about to see it. Um.
0: And uh, yeah, so I also follow Trey for the movies stuff. He's been on the Gen X show a couple times. So uh, and he and I have, we'll talk occasionally about the film. So uh, uh, be sure and check out Trey and what he's talking about on Twitter. And thanks to him for joining us on his show around the NBA with Trey. Uh, we'll be back soon. I bet we have Christmas games to talk about, don't we?
1: Nuggets are on Christmas, aren't they? They're playing uh, the, the dubs. The old dubs. I went to a Nuggets Christmas game in 2019. And we lost to this. We got our asses kicked by the Suns, and ever since then, I'm like, I'm never gonna do that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not gonna ruin Chris. They're not gonna ruin Christmas for me again. <laughs> They'll devote time for this shit. Yes, exactly. All
0: right. Well, uh thanks to Trey, and uh, we'll be. I'll be back uh, a couple days with another episode.